0: Yo folks, you're not dreaming, that is a new intro. Yes, new year, new introduction. Hope y'all like it, apparently, Fernie really does too. Now, my name is Eddie, and welcome to The Rollback. Today, I'll be talking about Superman, The Man of Tomorrow, in our bit of a superhero doubleheader kind of thing that we have going on here. Uh, So this movie technically came out in 2020, but we haven't talked about it yet, and honestly, it really is worth talking about. Uh, Anyone that's a fan of the Superman mythos uh, knows that there's a bit of a, I don't want to say a divide, but a bit of a uh, crutch when it comes to writing a Superman movie, which is, well, not just a Superman movie, but any kind of Superman story, which is, how do you write it? How do you make a man that's bulletproof compelling? How do you make a being that is quite literally the ace of DC, how do you make him uh, more meaningful? How do you write for him in such a way that you truly give a shit about him and you're worried, you know, can he make it through this? Uh you know, uh your ability to suspend your belief. And sure enough, they found a way. So, Map Tomorrow is directed by a uh, Mr. Chris Palmer, uh written by Tim Sheridan. However, there is some strong, strong, strong um, I guess you could say influences from uh, a very great comic book series by the name of uh Superman American Alien, who wrote that comic is not really that important um that being said though that comic is and i'll be completely honest with you my favorite superman comic book series uh period bear in mind i'm not as hardcore of a superman fan as some other people uh but that comic series to me is his definitive version uh american alien um that particular comic book series and i highly recommend you check it out kind of explores superman in a different way you know um there, it's kind of an open secret that Superman... Uh, that Clark is an alien, or at least he's superhuman in Smallville. Uh, it's a bit of an open secret that he can fly, that he's strong. The whole town kind of knows, but they all agree to not really talk about it. Um, and in that comic book series, his parents really push him to to explore his powers, to learn about it. Not necessarily pushing him to become a hero, but more than anything else, uh, pushing him to figure out who he is and you know, just being two very supportive parents. Now, somehow, that comic book series... Geniusly translates into this film. Now, bear in mind, it's not shot for shot; it's not exactly the same, but there are very strong influences in this, mainly with two villains. That being, well, I use the term villains loosely, but uh, the use of two particular characters that I really enjoyed, Lobo and Parasite. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute. So, the film opens uh, with uh, Clark Kent. Uh, he's he feels very isolated. He feels very, you know, not a person. The film opens with this really crappy old-school black-and-white B-movie and and these two kids are watching it and one kid says, God, what a freak, what an alien, you know, Uh, who would ever want to be like that and Clark starts crying uh, because he knows he is not of this world. Now then we jump forward to uh, a young Clark who's uh, just an intern at the Daily Planet. Uh, He's going to LexCorp where they're having some kind of uh, uh, a show, you know, to to show off a, a new piece of technology, I believe it was a rocket. Uh, and sure enough, in fact, Lois Lane shows up and she's already working at the Daily Planet. Um, she's an ace reporter and she, she pretty much buries Lex Luthor right off the bat with uh, with an expo, which is something jarring to see. Um, anyone who's been a fan of the DCAU as far as, you know, their animated series, their animated movies, Lex rare, very rarely gets the job put on him. But sure enough, Lois Lane is able to not only get the job on him, but also get him thrown in jail. Uh, his rocket... Somehow is able to fly, but ends up damn near killing people when it crashes. Uh, Luckily, there's some young guy by the name of Superman who's able to save everyone. Um, From there, uh, we're able to get a bit of a uh, a new uh, transition into the next phase of the film. Uh, We meet uh, a man by the name of Lobo. Now, there's a lot of fans of Lobo, and I never really understood until I watched this movie. Um... He's very much a trash-talking SOB. He's meant to be kind of the mirror of Wolverine. He was meant to be an answer to Wolverine. That's why DC created him. But sure enough, he's his own character. He's a bounty hunter from another planet who's famous for quite literally killing everyone on his home planet. Which, as it turns out, is actually comic book accurate. Um, So their fight goes back and forth. And again, it's shockingly compelling uh, to see Superman go toe-to-toe with someone, and uh, not necessarily that they're able to defeat him, but it's actually a struggle. It's refreshing, you know. I understand that we're dealing with a young, naive Clark, but also we're dealing with a young, naive Clark. Uh, it's not necessarily the worst thing, and I like that they use that element. Uh, he's a- he is able, though, to send Lobo packing, although Lobo, if you know the comics, he can pretty much survive and come back from damn near anything. Now, this battle ends up ending uh, at Star Labs. Now, at Star Labs, uh, there's something I did forget to mention. Uh, Back at the very beginning when Lois was kind of upending Lex Luthor, uh, there was a guy by the name of Rudy, he was a janitor there at Star Labs. Uh, Him and Clark had a bit of an interaction and Rudy comes off as very much a a family oriented guy, which I can appreciate, you know. Um, They did a shockingly good job of making me care about him in only a few seconds, you know, him talking about his family and his kids, he's a relatable guy. Which becomes very tragic when, uh, at the battle in Star Labs, he gets exposed to some kind of chemicals that turn him into the Parasite. Um, also, after that, we get a surprised appearance. Well, to me, at least it was a surprise appearance. Um, a Martian. The Martian, Jean Jones. Uh, as it turns out, he's actually been living on Earth uh, for a while. He is aware of Clark, uh, but he's actually kind of surprised that Clark decided to reveal himself. Uh, Jean Jones kind of uh, keeps himself under wraps because he doesn't want to expose himself to humanity, not believing that you know they're ready. He decides to remain hidden uh, due to their xenophobia, due to their xenophobia. Uh, they do have kind of a bit of not, not necessarily a battle, but Clark is surprised uh, and undertaken by him. He is, however, able to give Clark one final gift. Uh, he's able to see his last few moments with his biological parents, Jor-El and Lara. Now after Lobo is captured and he is held in Star Labs, Lois goes to uh, speak with him. From there, Parasite uh, ends up breaking in. He uses he takes power from the electrical cell that Lobo is being kept in. And he's able to go on a rampage. Uh, from there, Superman tries to subdue him, take him down. He is unable to. He's not used to this. He just went toe-to-toe with a guy that could stand up to him. Now he's going toe-to-toe with a monster that can absorb his energy. Again, this is the way you write Superman. There aren't many people that can go toe-to-toe with him. So you make them compelling. And we give a shit that Rudy is this parasite i i feel bad for this humanity for, for this monster that quite frankly has lost all of his humanity um again props to them for making me give a shit about this guy uh from there superman takes him on he's not able to hold him off john jones ends up getting involved once he realizes that superman can't hold off parasite but seemingly parasite is able to kill him by setting him on fire which again is comic book accurate and i can appreciate it dc thank you very much for doing that now, the parasite does disappear, with leaving uh, Superman a bit desperate. Uh, at that point, he's willing to go to Lex Luthor for help. Uh, Lex, to his credit, decides to help, not necessarily because uh, he wants to escape or whatnot, but more or less, it'll look good to the parole board, but also, he kind of sees it as an opportunity to take a stand and fight against a creature that, quite frankly, he deems lower than himself. Um, and again, to go into a bit of the character of Lex Luthor, in the comics at the very least, he's very much... Uh, humanity first, but also, you know, I get to rule the humanity. Um, in this particular instance, again, he's willing to work with Superman if it's for a greater purpose. But the second that a parasite's down, you know, soups, I am going to try to kill you again. And that becomes very apparent as we go. Um, so, after that, a plan is set. Uh, and it's also revealed that Lobo is actually uh, Lex's new partner. Uh, They lure Parasite out uh, to a power plant away from the city, they fuel it with power just to try and get him to go after them, and sure enough, he takes the bait, but also, they can't fucking stop him, Uh, Lobo can't do anything and is seemingly killed, Superman is powerless, Lex even using the kryptonite ring is unable to do, quite frankly, jack shit. Uh, After a while the military does arrive, but they only make things worse, as they typically do in superhero films. Um se continues to get bigger and he begins to go into the city. Superman is powerless to stop him, but he does talk to him. He's trying to talk Rudy down and Rudy begins to remember his his wife, his, his daughter, uh, I believe his wife was pregnant as well, they were expecting their second child. And he begins to have this moment of humanity and this angry crowd which is just yelling and screaming out of uh, off a bridge. Is screaming at Parasite and Superman even tells them to, quite frankly, fuck off. Uh, He explains, you know, while he is an alien, he grew up on Earth. He is a human to them. Um, And this is one of the great things about Superman. If you want to write a good Superman story, you can't just write someone that's, is he stronger than him? Can Superman overcome him physically? It's about the emotional part of it too. He needs to be human. He needs to speak to people and their emotions, which this film does a great job of doing. Uh, Again, props to them. Uh, Inevitably, though, the power plant does begin to... And then at that point, we get the inevitable double-cross. Lex Luthor does fire a Kryptonite weapon at Parasite and Superman, nearly killing them both. However, Jean Jones is revealed to be alive. He stops Lex, but the power plant is beginning to overload. Parasite, attracted by that power, goes towards it and ends up disintegrating after absorbing all the energy. Uh, He ends up pulling pretty much a Voldemort just out into fairy dust. Uh, obviously Lex does go back to prison, um, I believe, and uh, the film ends pretty quickly on top of the Daily Planet where we see Jon Jones, Lobo, and Martian Manhunter all kind of discussing themselves. Lobo reveals that there are other Martians out there and possibly even other Kryptonians, thus leaving it open you know, to see will there be uh, more films in this particular version of the franchise in the future. Um, I don't want to make any assumptions, but... Seemingly, this film could branch off into other films, maybe a Superman series, you know, their own individual series self-contained to some degree. Uh, Martian Manhunter does decide to go out into the stars to try and find more of his family, you know, more Martians like him, while Superman does decide to stay on Earth to be its protector, its guardian. Uh, He ends up having one final interaction with Lois Lane, rescheduling an interview that they were supposed to have as a bit of a power move, which is one of their weird things that they've been doing, I suppose. But yeah. Uh, so the film goes to a rousing conclusion, um, Clark is in the background when Lois gets down, uh, gets back down into the bottom of the Daily Planet and, and, film was shockingly entertaining. Again, I, I don't have extremely high expectations for the animated films, but this film, again, very entertaining, uh, not just the story though, but the animation was actually pretty crisp and a lot crisper than uh, other DCAU films. That's not to you know talk too much shit, but the fact of the matter is is that when you're making an animated film and you're on a budget and you're on a, a very set time schedule, you need to aloft uh, more time to animating certain things than others. Not everything necessarily has to look crisp. This film, however, managed to get that balance perfectly and props to them. The voice acting here was great. Uh, in particular, I really liked uh, Darren Criss as uh, Kal-El or Clark Kent. I thought he was great. I thought uh, Lex Luthor, probably so. Jean Jones had the classic deep voice while Ryan Hurst uh, voiced Lobo, which maybe that's one reason why I liked him so much. Uh, his character, he was very, uh, not flamboyant, but very uh, outspoken. Uh, that said I'd recommend this film to anyone that is a fan of Superman and I mean anyone that's a DC fan in general Or even generally a good movie um, It's the kind of film that kids can watch and very easily keep up with But also any kind of comic book fan or any kind of adult can really sink their teeth into to enjoy um, I'd give this film a solid B-C+, minus plus. great animation, great action sequences And an incredible use of, uh, of a villain that has not been seen on the big screen yet Which I hope will be um, I think uh, a parasite versus Henry Cavill Superman could be great in the DCU. We have yet to see if they'll ever do it, but we'll see. So that said, um, if you like this, you know, please do me a favor: like, subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you're watching us on YouTube, you know, again, like and subscribe. We're trying to grow the channel. We're trying to grow this podcast in general. And you know, just for the record, thank you all for all of your support. Um, If you want to check out any more of our thoughts on movies, you can go to therollback.net. I've been Eddie, and this was The Rollback.